I'm glad you're joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to aid us in drawing near to God through reading and meditating on His Word. If in the course of our time together, I can be of any assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Last week, we read chapters of the Gospel of John that led up to and included His crucifixion. We dealt with His Passion Week. No doubt many of us were in worship together this past Sunday and focused on the resurrection of Jesus. I thought it fitting to present one last reading of John from the Passion Week of Jesus. So today on Drawing Near, I will be reading from John chapter 20 on Jesus' resurrection. Hopefully, your Bible is near and you will follow along as we consider the Passion Week, Part 5. As we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Father in heaven, we thank you again for your word. We thank you for the words your scriptures contain, because they are your words. They make you known to us, and your works, your mighty deeds, your will, your commands, and your promises. Father, we thank you for all of these things, because it's through all of your communication to us that we come by faith to know you Through Jesus Christ. Father, now as we consider this passage in John, I pray, Lord, that you would give us understanding, that our hearts would be quiet before you and our minds alive before you. Help us to meditate. Help us to understand what meditating is. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So in John chapter 20, beginning in verse 1, we read Now the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early, while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter, and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went out, and the other disciple, and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together and the other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen cloths lying there. Yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. And he saw the linen cloths lying there, and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first, went in also, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not know the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again to their own homes. But Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. 
Jesus said to her, Mary? She turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father, and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord, and that he had spoken these things to her. Then, the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here, and look at my hands, and reach your hand here, and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. If I may, I would like to make a couple of observations. There are many evidences given in this chapter to the resurrection of Christ. And as we think on those, I think it's important to understand it is Jesus who drives his revelation of his resurrection. When the ladies go to the tomb early in the morning, they find an empty tomb. I believe they find an empty tomb because Jesus rolls the stone away to allow them to look in and see the empty tomb. Then Jesus presents himself to Mary. Even when Mary is talking to him, Mary does not know that it's Jesus, but it's Jesus by saying her name and willing her to understand or to recognize him, he makes himself known to her. In doing so, she goes back and reveals what she has seen, what she has heard to the disciples. While the door is locked where the disciples were, that evening Jesus shows up in the midst. He doesn't knock on the door, he just shows up. And he invites them, because they don't recognize him, to look at his hand, to look at his side. And we have a physical resurrection, not just a spiritual manifestation, a physical resurrection where Jesus bears these scars, and the disciples investigate them, 
and then they see and believe. Jesus makes himself known to them. Thomas is not going to believe he wasn't there. And so later, Jesus comes back and does the same thing to Thomas. And Thomas, after seeing the wounds, recognizes Jesus and says, My Lord and my God. If you read chapter 21 of John, you'll find out that the disciples are out fishing and Jesus is on the shore, and they don't recognize him then. There's something about the resurrection that affected Jesus in such a way that people do not immediately recognize him. Consider the two who are walking on the road to Emmaus, and Jesus is walking with them, and they didn't know it was Jesus. I think the main point here is not why they didn't recognize him, but I believe the point is it is Jesus who takes the initiative to open the blind eyes, to awaken the understanding that it is he who is resurrected and is physically present with his disciples. God wants us to know Jesus is resurrected. We naturally, physically, with our eyes, with our understanding, can't wrap our minds around it. We are blind to this truth, but God makes it known. We're told in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 that not only did Jesus reveal himself to these, but to over 500 witnesses at one time, and later on to Paul. Paul, who could not see Jesus until on the road to Damascus, and Jesus there makes himself known to Paul. I think it's important that we meditate on, that we consider. God wants us to know Jesus resurrected. This is an amazing thing. Why would God care what we know? (laughs) If our eyes are blind, why would God open our eyes? But he does because he loves us, and he wants to glorify his Son for all that he has done in our hearts and lives and through our hearts and lives. I pray that we will think on these things and that we will consider, that we will understand what God has made known to us and that we will share this with others. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for this passage and all the other passages around the Passion Week even John chapter 21, Father, and how Jesus engages his disciples, eating with them and talking with them and walking with them on the beach. Father, thank you for these things. Thank you for your great love that not only promises a Savior and gives us a Savior, but helps us to see that the Savior has come. Thank you for the life that we have in Jesus, now and eternally. We ask these things, we express these things, In Jesus' name, for there is no other name in which we can come to you. So it's in his name that we pray. Amen. I want to thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Tune in on the Facebook page, Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, he will draw near to us.